0: The very first episode of the Hope Dems podcast, your go-to source for insights to local Hope County Democratic politics, community engagement, and how we do things here in Hope County. We're making strides to a better future for all of our residents, and we're your hosts, William Lynn and Tyson Moyen. We're super thrilled to embark on this journey with you. <clears throat> Every other week, we're going to dive into those issues that really matter to you here at home. We're here to amplify your voice, answer your questions, and connect you with the change makers and advocates who are really working hard to enhance our quality of life and keep us from a dystopia that we don't want to devolve into. And so, you know, tonight's episode, I think what we're going to do is really kick it. We're going to talk about why this podcast is born in a podcast. We want it to be a conversation. We want it to be a movement. We want to talk about the power of local action and how community involvement shapes the fabric of our democracy and how the Democrat party, who we are, what we're doing to drive those changes and how you can be a part of this, your role in the big picture. I think sometimes with the 300 million Americans, oftentimes we feel like a small speck of it, but we're all part of a beautiful tapestry. And all of us have our roles to play. So we have to, in 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 the role of the vote, we have to value every one of those votes, volunteer, and be sure that we are giving ourselves to that civic engagement. So
1: now, while that sounds a little bit daunting, I would like to point out, just by listening to this podcast, you have already taken your first step of in getting involved. And that first step leads to the next, to the next, to the next. And wherever that ends up, you know, you know you're impacting your community, making positive change and being part of the movement.
0: That's real, man. Well, Tyson, let's introduce introduce yourself to to the to to our to our audience. You know, I don't know who you are. You know, you, I think you have a fascinating background and I think that our audience will will agree. Okay. Well, good to be with you be good to be here with you tonight, William.
1: Looking forward to our first episode. So originally from Nevada, moved around all over the western part of the United States, joined the army out of college, finished ROTC, spent 10 years in the Army, pretty much on pretty much done with that now. On my way out, starting law school this fall. Planning to stay in North Carolina, but we'll see what happens. You know, politically, I feel a special place in my heart for the Democratic Party. You know, it's the party of the Civil Rights Movement. It's the party of the great society, it's part of the New Deal. And those are the things that have kept me alive. You know, like it's an exaggeration to say that without Medicaid, without food stamps, without temporary assistance for needy families, I wouldn't be here today. And, you know, in my time in the Army, all I could do was donate and cheerlead from the side. But now that I'm done, it's time to get involved and make that change any way
0: I can. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate those words and your perspective. A lot of folk would, you know, not talk about their humble beginnings but i think it's important as we uplift the role of government in our lives and the good that it can do i think we've all experienced the last 40 years of this banter around how government's bad and evil and inefficient but you know that a lot of ways it it, it, it it we know it saved lives and i appreciate you sharing, sharing that. And I thank you and appreciate you for your service that you hear it all the time, but I, I really do, and, and the perspective that it brings. So, you know, I'm William William Munn. I am a, just an Eastern North Carolina boy. You know, I had an opportunity to go to college at my parents' with the, the university my parents Grew, met and married in the seventies, at and so I followed in their footsteps to go to Fayetteville State University. I was Interested in politics, then, and had opportunity really to follow that, that 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 the career path and work for two really good members of Congress. But I always noticed there was a gap or a chasm, you know, a chasm between the ability for people to connect policy outcomes in their lives. And so I went back to school when went to focus on policy change and policy development, and then I continued to see the, the disconnect between that process and the community. And so I've had you know the great joy of working with a nonprofit that really believes in people power, and so I'm just very happy to to have that that experience and the freedom to be with my family a lot more. So I've got kids and stuff. Unfortunately, that's where our friendship, Ty- Tyson and our friendship and similarities and Tyson is a Cowboys fan and I'm an Eagles fan. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll allow some time for a bit of banter here. Both that uh, argue had pretty disappointing seasons, but I guess technically our season was a little longer since you all lost first. Is that right, man? Yeah, I think it was that, uh, 24 hours. Um, <laughs> you were able to hold that. Oh, yeah, no, that was
1: more... It's more proof of the things we can overcome when it comes to uh, <laughs> what really matters.
0: That's right. You know? that's right. So, man, what are you looking forward to in this, most in this, in this election cycle? I mean, we've been through, I'm, and I'm sure we've we all went through the horror of 2016 and the redemption of 2020, but then the horror of January 6, 2021. What do you, what do you anticipate seeing in this upcoming cycle? so you know i'm the eternal
1: optimist and i have to say that i think this cycle is going to be the repudiation of trumpism of MAGA republicanism and of all the nastiness that comes with that there are enough people after january 6th especially that are not going to go back there and i think that's what we're going to see and we need to get off the polar coaster we need to go outside and touch some grass and remember that people know what they saw on television that day They know what happened, and you know it's not going to be the 99% to 1% that this election should be, but you know what? I think it's going to be a good one, and I think Democrats are going to win up and down the ballot. I think we're going to take back some seats. I think we're going to surprise some people, and we're going to do what Democrats have always done, and that's help people, and that's Mm going to make people's lives better and work Mm -hmm. together
0: to do it. It's powerful. Wow, yeah, that, that gives me goosebumps, and and I appreciate that that optimism, and I, and I and I share it. You know, I think Americans don't want to go back to that dark place when we were huddled in our homes in 2020 and did not know and have very much faith that our federal government was going to do the right thing. I remember looking at the governor that we had, you know, uh, or still have, Rick Cooper, and you know, Mandy Cohen, and realizing that they were the only they were the buffer between us and the crazy man who went who, who half the time wanted to pretend like the pandemic didn't exist and so again you i'm just i i don't think people want to go back to a dark place i don't think people want to you know succumb to the orgy of hatred that we see every day when it comes to republican talking points and you know. I'll be the first to say this podcast isn't about bashing Republicans in any sort of way. I think a healthy two party system, where ideas are fairly arbitrated and debated, is is healthy. But we don't see that at this point in time. It's it's largely devolved. The other party is largely devolved into a cult personality, and it's it's not healthy. It's not it's not healthy, you know. It, Even if you are in a marriage, a forced marriage, and you're the person trying to be the bigger person it still has a a negative impact on you, I think that's certainly what's happening with Democrats, is that we're standing by and we're hoping that this, you know, family member of ours or spouse of ours, would get it together and you just keep, you know, going off the deep end. But I do see us hitting the, hitting the ground and, and and knocking knocking it out this year, and I think part of that is going to come at the expense of a of the other of our of the other side, the other ideology, just falling apart. And I don't think this is sustainable. This kind of hatred and lack of policy. One of the things you you mentioned I appreciate at the beginning was your experience and how those safety net programs, you know, literally saved your life and how so many of these concepts and so many of these resources are being debated, you know, every day. And so, you know, in some of our previous conversations, you mentioned, you know, you know, lunch, free lunch for folks during the summer. And you eloquently put, you know, that, that that's being questioned by by Republican governors is if that's not something that we should be doing or not that we can do, but something that we should be doing, as much food as we waste. So, yeah, I think we have a distinction to draw this year, humanity or inhumanity, you know, calm, collected leadership versus chaos and 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 callousness. And I don't think it's close. So I'm looking forward to it's delving into these conversations more and more. I, I'd love to pose, you know, a, a, another question, you know, to you. When when it's all said and done and, you know, you're a grandfather and your, and your grandkids come to you, what do you think your your grandkids are going to say about, say they're astute political historians? <laughs> what do you think they're going to say about this, this, this cycle?
1: You know, I think they're going to say that this is the cycle where we turn the corner, mm.
0: you know. I
1: agree with you 100%. Like, I don't want to have to agree with Republicans on policies, but I want them to have policies. Uh And you know what? They used to. And we could talk about this tax bill versus that tax bill or this infrastructure project and system versus this one. And we're past that. And we need to get back to it. So I hope when they look back on this, they see us in our sort of weimar republic hitler on the rise moment and i don't think that we're being dramatic when we make that comparison no not at all and say you know enough people cared enough people believed in the system believed in democracy and stood up and defended it you know it's you know the it's funny the founding fathers have very much become the sort of placeholders on the right and i think to quote secretary Buttigieg, you know we have to take patriotism and religion back These belong to us just as much as they do to the right. You know, Ben Franklin said, you know, it's a republic if you can keep it. And this is the time that I hope our grandkids can look back and they're as big as nerds as you and I say, you guys did it. Thank you. Now with whatever's next.
0: (laughs) No, 100 percent. I think they can look at us as the greatest generation, just like the World War II generation that saved us from, you know, from our and ironically ourselves at this point. No, that's that's one hundred percent.
1: Well, um, a little closer to home, what do you want, William, little William the Fourth, to say to you when he's finishing up his PhD?
0: <laughs> you know, quite honestly, you know, it, it, I just want him to be alive. And and and, given the history in this country, it's that's not always a given. You know, what I'm saying, and given, and you know, if the other, that's the s reality here is that if. We lose this election, you know. Everyone loses, and and there's no, you know, some group is going to get fed to the blenders, you know, to 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 the, you know, to, someone's has to go, and 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 I, and I think we saw that when one of the first things Trump tried to do in 2016, 2017 was the, the Muslim man, you know, and so you you spend all this time talking about how you're going to get revenge well if you win then you best believe they're going to go after somebody and i have just there's no assurances that that won't be black people there's no assurances that won't be be gay people or you know or whoever you feel how you feel about whatever group you know you shouldn't wish violence and death upon them and we hear that in not so well terms anymore. And so to answer the question, I mean literally for black people, we feel like every election is the election we're living election to election in this country because we can't take one off because of just the amount of vitriol and 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 and, and, and violence that are behind those words that we hear every day. And so I'm not engaging in hyperbole when I say I just want him to be alive. I want all of our kids to be alive. But I do want him to look back and say, you all did it. And just like, you know, like you'd say to your son, and that we'd win and that we, uh, you know, finally put to bed, you know, this really scary ideology. I mean, it would be a relief to be able to look at a candidate. Like I can't even say Nikki Haley anymore. No, because she's too deep in it. Like Yeah, right. Exactly. Like I'd love to look at one of their candidates and be like, oh, okay, well, it's not the end of the world. I don't have to fear for my life if this person gets elected. Like quite literally is where we are. DeSantis, I would have feared for my life. I, I think that Nikki he Haley might, he might would, be
1: worse than Trump because he, he, might he be, would actually know how to use the instruments of power. Absolutely. Like at least at least Trump's a buffoon
0: that's absolutely right like he has no self-control that's one of, that's that's another reason we really got through it you know those 40 years because he had you know but i think Stephen miller and 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 and, and steve badman have learned and sit on the sidelines long enough now that they would in the first 18 months of the second trump presidency would with would, would, it would be it would be horrific that, that being said i mean i he can you, can you let's think about the other side? Like, this is a great, great, actually a great point. If you could pick the next two election cycles, let's forget it, just 2028. Okay. Who would be your Republican candidate? And who would be your Democratic candidate? Well, so Democrats, easy. Gonna
1: reveal my cards early on this one and be an early endorser of Gretchen Whitmer. Okay. Uh, okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, nice you know, pick. Good mid- midwestern, social democratic sort of, you know, just and just the right, like the right person to be the first woman president. Yeah. Like I think she could really break that glass ceiling. If it ends up being someone else, you know, we'll right, We'll go back and you know, dox the, this first podcast and make sure I you know said Roy Cooper or Tim Walz <laughs> or Ben Ch- or whoever else. On the Republican side, I mean. There's no one left in the House. In the Senate, like, if I wanted to be, you know, the the token centrist, I could say some sort of Mitt Romney, but A, he's too old, and currently reading the Mitt Romney biography and reminding myself what an absolute monster he is. Like, it's not like he was this great, loving, would have helped our country. No, he's, I mean, he just wouldn't have done the fascist part, I guess. Right, <laughs> Which is a right. little bar. I mean, maybe like a, the Larry Hogan...
0: So we're, we we were we were talking about Republican presidential candidates in 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 2028 as well as Democrats, and so Tyson chose Gretchen from Gretchen Whitmer from 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 Michigan, which I think is an excellent choice, and you didn't take Roy Cooper. <laughs> no, I don't, think Roy's don't. too old, and 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 you, if. People come back in me for it. so be it. It's my it's my thinking. I think he's. Too it's too def- tough to go from former governor to president. Yeah, but like you have to be
1: in something. It's mm-hmm. it's so hard to come from the couch. That's right. To the man.
0: presidency. That's, that's so. That's what you, you, it, you. It looks like you have a veneer dust on you, I and mean, it, it, it was all psychological. <laughs> but you know, it's you just like you, you, you just. You're old. No, that's right, and, and he's no spring chicken. I mean, there's a certain level. What about Gavin Newsom? So, and you know, to be quite honest, I have no strong mm-hmm. opinions at this point in time. I just don't want to. So, I, I think he, him as a messenger.
1: It's, it's almost unparalleled. I mean, he embarrassed Ron the sanctimonious that debate on Fox News. Like, I don't know the last time I've seen an adult man embarrassed like that. You know, whenever you see him in an interview, he's great. Yeah. I just, I think, and this is not on him. I think this is more of maybe too much inside baseball. But I think for whatever reason, the right has been able to demonize California, which is a great place, great state. It has its problems, same as anywhere. Yeah. But I think a Californian would have a tough time on the national stage right now. Mm. Mm. I think there's enough of that. Oh, I roll California, forgetting that it's just the big, you know, it's, it would be the fifth largest economy in the world if it was its own country. I mean, it's an incredible engine. We, we, this country couldn't function without California. Absolutely. So I don't know. That was my inarticulate
0: rambling answer. No, I think it's great. And I, and I think you, head I think you, it certainly would be hand wringing and eye rolling. In in the primary process, yeah, he'd be able to raise so much money, and it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm positive that it'll, it'll be it'll be a great primary. I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: On the other side, all I'm seeing in, is Haley and DeSantis, which is terrifying. Which means that yikes! And what about? I bet you.
1: I bet you Ted Cruz runs. I bet you Josh Hawley, Tom Cotton. Mm-hmm. I bet they all run. but All just terrifying. Terrible. All terrifying. All terrifying. What about Rick Scott in Florida? Oh, so I think Rick Scott touched the third rail with mm. the Social Security and Medicare threats. Mm. And the fact that there are videos of him saying he's going to get rid of it or mm. privatized it, which is getting rid of it. Yeah. Just with two year buffer. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone can bounce back from that. I mean, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just,
0: you don't talk about Social Security. I mean, there was... yeah, it's, it's political suicide and, and it's an unforced error, which begs yeah. the question you know, how many other unforced errors would you make? It yeah. was really going on there. Do you see Texas producing any more presidential candidates from the left or from the right? I mean, we had our man that I'm blanking on, uh, Beto. Beto, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that in 18 for the Senate when we
1: Did the you should uh, <laughs> have you should have been in El Paso in 2018. Look, I mean, that, was, I that heard... was his district. I yeah. mean,
0: he was he was loved. He was loved there. I heard in and lot of I heard from a couple of folk that had he taken more of a moderate tech that 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 his, you know, vivacity, that's probably not a word, his. <laughs> <laughs> his his energy along with the fact that Ted Cruz is so hated, you know, mm. he could have really taken I think it was from a Republican strategist, but yeah, be that as it may. Abbott? You think Abbott's foolish enough to to try to throw his hand in a ring, hat ring? I mean, I don't think he has any sort of national
1: No. I mean, I have to imagine that's what all this border shenanigans Sure, is. of course. It's, it's, it's him trying out for it. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't think so. I think it's similar to like the Rick Scott, you know, he's, he's done things that are popular in the weird suburbs of Dallas where Mm -hmm. the most hateful part of Texas lives. (laughs) Well, Texas joke for anyone that's uh, from there. I just, I don't think a lot of it would play well. And I also, and this is, this is an indictment of the right. I think a lot of people on the right would have a hard time voting for someone in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Like, I think they're cruel enough that they would poke fun at it they'd bring it up it would be this this thing and you know like fdr was on the left for a reason like we can look we can look at somebody and see what's in their heart and that's what matters to us yeah wow wow how about you william what are any thoughts on like the christy gnomes or the
0: other sort of maga universe folk it's hard for me to predict what will happen when donald trump loses will the party finally be able to rest back will there be that civil war that i've been waiting for for so long you know i think again looking at the way that republicans have cowered behind trump just to win this i think it's been one of the most disgusting things i've seen in my adult life will they have the agency at that point in time to be able to fight back and take the take their party back i, I don't i don't know i don't know if there's enough left i mm, i don't know you think know. Haley? you do you think
1: Haley endorses trump when she inevitably drops out
0: yeah yeah everyone yeah bends to me you know yeah. she knows she doesn't have a future at this you know if she doesn't which again makes me very afraid about what happens you know when he loses it it's unprecedented yeah. and very frustrating that we have to go through this. Ninety one charges and we have to hope and cross our fingers that you know this guy doesn't do what again. It says a lot about you know folks who believe in him. Yeah. So yeah. I had another question and it is it is escaping me. All right, well, I'll ask you one while you think of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah for sure.
1: Okay. So, you know, we've, we've talked the, the negative partisan part. What's the pro what's the democratic pro excuse me. What is the democratic pro message for 2024? So we're going to defend democracy. We're going to stop Trump, but what are, what are we going to do for you? You know, it's not, it's not enough to stop things. It's not enough to prevent, sure. you know, it's, it's taken back the majority. It's doing the things at the state and national level. What would you like to see the priorities be? I, I think,
0: talking about how it is that we lead into a new energy economy and that's partly biased from my from you know from my from my role but we really are in a transition and a turning point in human history where we cannot continue to use fossil fuels the way that we're using them and our global competitors are locking up the supply chains And we cannot afford to not compete, right? So I think given the incredible investment from the Inflation Reduction Act, we should double down and talk about how we are going to make America the leader in in continuing to be the leader in this transition to renewable energy, to a sustainable economy. I mean, Elon Musk is absolutely crazy. And I give him zero credit for, for the success of Tesla over the past, you know, six to 18 months. But that's an American created company company that is right now the, do you know, the model Y is the country, the world's most popular car at this point, the model Y. Actually, let me, let me fact check that real quick, but it is, it is, yeah, it is the world's best-selling car. The Model Y, Tesla Model Y was the world's top-selling vehicle in the first quarter of 2023, second quarter of 2023, and the third quarter of 2023 in the world. And that's an American company. That's American ingenuity. That's American engineering. And that's something to be proud of. And I think, and, and the thing that frustrates me about, Musk is that if he shut your mouth we as Americans could pull could rally around you know this company mm. and use it and the government the US government is dying to do that like the deals are're willing to do with them because they're charging that work but he keeps saying this crazy stuff and at any anyway, rate but 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 and he' focusing I, on
1: it how much energy has he put into Twitter that could have been better served? absolutely making the next generation of electric semi trucks next generation of electric everything i mean yes. there's so much room for innovation so much room in this space where the green economy can be like the next industrial revolution if we just put our hand out and take
0: it 100% is there wind and solar and water and you know hydro and I'm not a huge fan of nuclear because i don't think we figured out how to do it in you know in 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 the amount of time that we need to get it on online but no i think that's the future i think broadband you know for everyone and you know the investment in infrastructure that we've already made i think people want to see themselves as I, i don't i think americans have stopped dreaming about what's possible and are dreaming about just how to survive. And I think we have to grasp that mantle of what's possible, whether it's Mars, whether it's the moon, whether it's creating the next battery that, the the car battery that allows you to drive 500 miles on a charge, like these things, like that is really close and, focusing the and then not only that but talking about how these investments that we've already made uh, if we stay the course will in fact transform the lives of not just the rich but everyone you know one of the reasons why we are seeing a uh, our electricity bills go up in in north carolina is because the 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 state's number one investor owned utility, Duke Energy, buys its natural gas from abroad that it likes to use to create electricity, which is terrible on the economy, terrible on the, on the environment. But also a variable cost, when that we can't control. So if Russia decides to gobble up another, you know, European country, uh, we proclaim we 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 go out here fake outrage and want to Uh, create sanctions and not buy gas and gas goes up again. Well, guess what else goes up again? Our electricity, because that's where we, you know, that's where, you know, the global market for, for, for natural gas is going to become constrained, but no one has a monopoly on solar. No one has a monopoly on wind, you know? And so I think that dreaming about a grid that is much more, uh, you know, um, much more, Sustainable is what we're looking for. Is is something we should be uh, we should be trying to to achieve. So dreaming about the twenty second century and how we get there, what it looks like, and preparing for it. I think that's what Democrats should be talking about, and they should beat themselves on the chest for making the the investments to get us there. Mm -hmm. So what's going to (laughs) be? So let me ask you this question. Speaking of the renewable energy transition, what will come first for you? A solar roof or a electric car? Oh, so <laughs> I would
1: say, I, I, I think about this a lot. Uh, yeah, I would think I would go with the solar roof only because I you, hit, you actually hit on something I think about a lot. I think there is about to be a leap forward on electric cars. And I think a lot of people who are buying them, like this year and next year, are going to have just the tiniest bit of buyer's remorse in like sure. four years. When oh my gosh, the the super battery that does whatever, you know. So I, I I'm waiting a few years on the electric car. I I think there's there's the people who are on the cutting edge, you know, people like yourself who are leading the leading the charge and taking us to the promised land. <laughs> um, I thank you for it. <laughs> But I, like I said, I just I feel like that innovation is about to hit. Well, right. solar panels are here; they're here. They're great; they work. Yep.
0: You're one hundred percent right, my friend. I, you know, I, I already have a bit of buyer's remorse now, knowing that there's so many, there's so much incredible technology patented to those things they are just getting better and better and better. I would have honestly, if I had had my way, I would have gotten solar panels first. But because bad solar panel or solar policy in the Mm -hmm. co-op that i live in that you know it doesn't make financial sense for me to do at this point in time so i took that money and Mm -hmm. bought an electric car which i love but it gets 265 miles per per charge i don't drive 265 miles a day i have a home charger so it works for me i always tell people look it's got to be it's got to work for your situation but no, the five, when the five hundred mile batteries come out, it's, it's gonna be absolute. And then you're able to charge them a lot faster. It's, it's just gonna get better and better and better. But it's a really great time to be alive because you know I think a third of our emissions in the, in the in the world come from come from 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 automobiles. This podcast is gonna range from a lot of different areas. We're gonna wax and wane. We're not gonna stay in electoral politics. We're gonna talk about life and all the things that connect to it. So if you're wondering why we're not talking about the next Senate candidate or Tom Tillis or Roy Cooper is because, you know, we, this is going to be a conversation that's going to be predicated on life, that's going to situate life first, but then it's going to infuse a heavy dose of politics. And so we're going to show you how to talk about politics civilly. You know, there are going to be things that Tyson and I don't necessarily see eye to eye on, but no one's going to see eye on everything because we all come from different places. But one thing I can say for a fact is that we both respect and appreciate each other's humanity. We have families and and from, I can, I can work with anyone in that space. So I mean, this has been great. I, I, I don't want to go too long in this first episode. It's mean, going be a tough time for the editor, man, but let's preview a little bit of the couple of, of guests of the, of the guests that we're going to have upcoming for upcoming episodes. Yeah. So we are going to be having Florine Fleming. She's a small
1: business owner who prioritizes faith over profits. We're going to have our very own. Reverend Garland Pierce, he's a pastor, an Army veteran like myself, a community leader who understands how to lead in these divisive times. Running for re-election this year, so it'll be good for us all to get to know him a little better, hear his message, and you know, be inspired to you know
0: organize and vote for him. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll have some activists and other folks coming on as our calendar you know fills out, but this is going to be great. So Tyson, this has been like water falling and just flowing in, and I look forward to the conversations. You know the different places it'll take us. But when we talk about, you know, when we go from, you know, we can start with Mitt Romney, and we can end up in Idaho. You know, and and I think that's worth talking about because. I want people to be able to talk about politics and about the leaders and the decisions that they make, just like they're able to talk about, you know, the groceries and the weather and everything else. Because in this country, we made politics taboo and whatnot. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's incredibly important. And it's not a billionaire billionaire's boy club, boys club, billionaires, boys club, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wow, that was the fastest, what, 40 minutes? I don't even know how long it went, but look, man, this has been great. This this episode has flowed like water, and we're looking forward to getting back to you. Don't want to make this first one too long. It'll be heck on our editors. But at any rate, man, thank you all for joining the Hoke Hoke Dems podcast. I'm going to have to learn how to say the name to my own podcast, our own podcast. But thank you for joining the Hoke Dems podcast. And we look forward to many more fruitful conversations about life, politics, and quality of life, improving quality of life. See you all next week. Thank you all. See ya.